When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs Alright guys, we are back once again for another episode of Habs Nightly. Um, and before we get into things here, Corey, how have you been, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, I'm a little under the weather. The weather is changing. Um, it's not cold. It's not cold. We're not even going to get into that discussion, Mason. But uh, it's changed just enough and it's rainy enough just for me to get sick. Uh, a week before Thanksgiving, that won't stop me from eating uh, myself into a coma. But I'm doing okay. Um, I'm a bit tired. I worked all weekend. Um, so I'm just, you know, I thought, honestly, if today, if like we had some games uh, tonight, we're recording uh, Monday night. If we had some games to watch tonight in hockey, I probably wouldn't be too bad. But like there's like two games. Um, I'm not really interested um probably in either one of them They're both late games stiff late games um it's a tough week for hockey if you play fantasy uh there's not a lot of games this week um i mean normally i have like 59 somewhere in the 50s right like 50 uh 40 like late 40s to like late 50s is normally like the amount of times my players play in a week um uh, there's only like 30 30 of them this week so uh if you're Buddy, fantasy about it I have hopefully 40. I have 40 and the guy I'm playing is 51. That's terrifying. That is that is legit terrifying. And it's like this week is one of those weeks where it's like your guys have to perform or you're going to get roasted. And it, it's not a fair like it, it it's like the first week. You know the first week it's it's always it never the season never starts on a Monday or a Sunday, you know, so it's like you never get a full week your first week. So it's like you know, you whatever happens, happens, you know, it's either going to be a good win for you and you start your season off right. Or you're, you're already down one because you had lack, lack of play. Um, the good thing about the NF, the NHL is that everybody's kind of in the swing of things uh, for the start. You know, everything's kind of like cobweb. They're gone. Your team's either shit or it's not. Um, 
but now we have no games. But uh, that being said, if there was games today, I might have been a little bit more peppy coming home uh, to do something. I'm not. The games aren't interesting to me. Um, and so I'm I'm a little I'm a little sad. I'll probably watch a movie, um, eat some food and then go to bed. That's it. Uh, yeah, sad, the sad life of the 30s. This conversation's gotten me um, scouring to see if I can pick anyone up that might might have more games <laughs> this week. Yeah, and, and you know, like the guy who I'm playing this week, he's very competitive. Uh, this morning at 6.45, I'm rocking one. I'm getting ready for work, and uh, I'm just playing on my phone, you know, kind of doom scrolling on, on the pot, just chilling. All of a sudden, I, I start getting notifications. My man is loading up for this week. Like this is a big week, you know. He's you beat me, you know. He's he's already looking to like raise in the standings. He won last year. Um, I don't lose often, so it's you know this is a big week. This dude is loading up, and I'm like, huh? And I go check, and I'm like, well, fuck. No one's playing today. Everyone plays. Tuesday no one plays Wednesday like it's just it's just not a good fucking week dude it's not a good one um and I I got so upset with him this morning I was like this motherfucker is gonna try to beat me by sheer uh by sheer players just playing you know (laughs) uh if I lose it'll be by like a point you know like that that's how it's it's gonna it's gonna end up being but um let's see uh let's see Mason how are you I'm sorry it's a little long-winded um, pretty good. Um, been actually really happy with the Habs play as of late, especially um the three guys I got on my fantasy team, Suzuki, Matheson, and Allen. Uh, <laughs> Suzuki's really he's really, on one right now. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a little four game goal streak there. Um, really just picked up picked up his offensive production. Uh, from the start of the year in which he started, you know, really slowly, kind of not not mm-hmm. able to get a lot going. Uh, catapulted himself back up, 13 points in 15 games. Playing good, Matheson at 12 and 15, like just doing what we knew he could do. He looked bad for a few games there, but he's really picked it up, scoring. Right. Uh, he scored, what, what's the last few games? He scored a goal against Vancouver, a goal against Detroit. On the power play to you, Hobbs he, power play tenth in the league, craziness. So yeah, crazy. A, he had he had a great look in Boston where he took it like coast to coast and like almost like put it away. Like if he did that, yes, it would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nick Suzuki. Now he he's a definite pick for my league, but like I've said in the past, who I like to, I like to challenge the league more than just making it like about the offensive prowessness. Um. So like we have like faceoff wins in just to make like just to make when drafting uh, a center like you know you want to you want to solidify uh, that pick early on. I mean I think that's kind of typical, but it it makes you analyze and make sure that you're grabbing someone that's going to get a lot of faceoff wins. Uh, whereas Nick Suzuki is still in free agency in my league. Um, the only reason I don't have him is because I just I have like Crosby, Stamkos. Um, Fuck, I'd have to look. I just off the top of my head. I know I have those two. They're normally always in. Um, but he's not getting a lot of face-offs because they they've been utilizing that uh 
that Sean Monahan comes in or uh, Dvorak now that he's playing. They're like utilizing them to get the guaranteed win, jump off, and then bring in someone else. I know that's the overtime look, but um, I think to me, I feel like that's why Nick Suzuki's faceoff wins are a little uh, below average this year than they normally are because last year, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal in that category. He was he took everything, um, but I'm watching him. You know, I'll probably pick him up sooner or later, but. Uh, my centers are looking good. My other league, I just grabbed Leo Carlson. Don't know why he's just sitting around, but um, it's a deeper league. A lot of players. Um, yeah, I don't know why I got on Leo Carlson. I was just excited about it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, why okay. is he there? I um, Yeah, I had a really good week in fantasy, actually. I beat my opponent by like 160 points. Nice. Yeah, I had more points. Like, I had a, a bigger lead on him than he had points on the week, too. Mm. It was a pure slaughter. I scored the most points that week, and he scored the fewest. It was quite yeah, I, did, I destroyed somebody. Whoever I played in the uh, the THPN league, I busted their ass. Kind of, Kind of like you're saying. Like, I think they got to 100 points, and I was like – Almost to 200 points. Yeah, like just a, a pure annihilation. What do y'all play on, Yahoo or ESPN? Play on Yahoo. Okay, yeah. Uh, We're playing ESPN for THPN, and I promise yeah. if we're playing that next year, I'm not playing. It is a garbage system. It is terrible. It's pathetic. It's, it's just there. Like, they don't care about anything other than fantasy football like it's 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 just gummy it's like nhl the nhl games that ea puts out it's just somebody's gonna play it here it is it's it's shit we don't put any attention into it here you go i'll never play it again after this my centers mason are Sidney crosby and listeners Sidney crosby joe pavelski which i use more as a right wing flex guy uh jack eichel stamp uh, Stammer and uh, Nick Bajukstad, uh, Bjukstad, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, uh, I've had him because, uh, up until the St. Louis game on the ninth, he's had a point in uh, just about every game since October 17th. So, and he's still looking good. So that's why I have him instead of Nick Suzuki right now because he's also playing the body a little bit more. So I'm getting a little bit more out of him than I would Nick, little Nicky right now. But uh, that's my center core. I've been doing good. I'm not scoring a lot of goals, but like I am like fucking crushing it in assist and power play points. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, and I have Cole Caulfield, which is uh, if you playing if you got power play points on, uh, <laughs> what a guy to have right now. <laughs> oh, and game winners, dude! Dude, every fucking game when we go to OT, I'm like, come on, give me that point, <laughs> give me that fucking point. Yeah, oh, no. Uh, fantasy was a good week, though. Um, but in terms of just Habs games too, like I really we've been like playing that. great. I, I, I'm a little upset how somber I was about him last last episode and we talked about it you know it was just like i was kind of just 
overanalyzing dumb shit, but they've been playing good minus, you know, uh, the the blues in the lightning game, you know, up up until now. Yeah, but, but like a team like this is going to have those games, right? And we need to understand where right. the team is in terms of their development. Those games are going to happen, but what's important is that the the team continues to like like in the St. Louis game at least Slav scored right mm-hmm. yeah the Tampa game Dvorak I think was it Dvorak's first game back in the no it was was it St. Louis it might have been St. Louis too either way at the end of one of those games Dvorak potted like a really nice goal mm-hmm. um and then you look at like the last few games too like the game against the Bruins was phenomenal the Habs played great um. Matheson has been great. Um, the power play, like, would you should we do you want to talk about the power play? The power play is actually, yeah, it's because it's it's very, it's very weird. It's, it's so weird that it's working uh, and it's 10th in the league on the power play. And our five on five play has been horrendous, which is weird because our, our goals for um was actually the highest in the league at five on five in October. And it's now the worst in the league in like November. It's just a crazy. Well, not I don't think it's dead last, but pretty close to. Like it's been a crazy kind of transition. I can't remember the last time the Habs' offense was being carried by their special teams. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh it's like a reverse of um of the last COVID season when we were dog shit power play wise. But like if we went if we went shorthanded, we were. We were we had like the better the better looks. Uh, chances are we scored. Um, yeah, it's it's really weird. It's I'm a, it's a little it's almost a little nerve wracking. It's great to see it, but it's like as a fan base, uh, we know the power play is not it's not uh, consistent enough. So I feel like we're we're teeter tottering on. Uh, an opportunity to move on from this style of system, but with it doing good, it's just saving it for now. Yeah, I I kind of get that. I think like what's really helped the team too, like, is just the addition of two competent units as well. Mm-hmm. First no, absolutely. Was, but the way Mike Matheson has been power play quarterbacking that first mm-hmm. unit. There are mistakes that piss me off. He bobbles the puck sometimes, but you know yeah. what? I think half sands kind of need to like calm down when they see shit like that. I'm guilty of it too. It happens. Offensive defensemen make mistakes like that. And I like that it hasn't caused him to stop taking risks because yes, there are some occasional flubs, but I would argue that he more than makes up for it with his offensive production and I'm I've been really happy with his playoffs of late him and Justin Barron I was gonna say having him come up and it it it's a little disheartening to not see Arbor Jacki in that role I liked him there but at the same time you cannot you cannot not slot in Justin Barron the way he's been playing and and just looking out there he's been great um not just offensively but defensively he's been great in transition through the neutral zone Mm -hmm. and i think maybe we just turn this into a like an episode on defensemen because him matheson and gooley have all gooley in particular have all been fucking amazing 
just absolutely phenomenal play from the three of them. And mm-hmm. uh, do you so, want to keep talking about this in, or like where where do you want to take this? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Um, so before so we do, say about each of them. Before we do, um, I just want to I just want to ask because I don't personally know. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the games uh, this weekend. I, I saw the you know the recaps like we talked about, but uh, Jordan Harris went down. Do we have an update on him by chance? Is he played? He played the next game. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. So I was I was a bit worried about that, and I was gonna go. It was like if he wasn't, if we didn't have news, um, where where do we see ourselves moving? Um, if he's out for a, a stint, you know, um, like who's who's our next man up type of thing. Um, but no, let's let's stay on defense because uh, I'm not going to call it the Triton, but, you know, we never worried about defense. We haven't really. Um, last season, we thought we were going to worry about it, and then we were so impressed with these young guns. Um, you know, despite them getting injured, it was just an injury-led season. But uh, to see these kids – well, not kids, these, these guys uh, – the way they're playing right now, it's it's above their age. Their age just, if anything, makes them that much more potent because you're like they're this young and they already have a grip on the game, like like veterans. And it's uh, it's it's awesome to see. No, absolutely, and I think more than anything, like the defensive, like in regards, to, let's talk about Caden Gooley, um. We always knew he was going to be a reliable defender. I actually I would argue we always knew he was going to be a very good defender. I think he's proving that he's an, he can be he can be an elite defender. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he uses his stick, the way he blocks shots, the way he even simple things, the way he directs traffic away from the net, keeps scoring chances to outside of those high danger areas, has been on just another level to start this season so far, and. I can think of multiple instances in recent games like um, against the Bruins where he blocks like three shots in a row mm-hmm. on the five on three and just absolutely keeps the team alive. But even outside of that, um, we've talked a lot about his activation into the offensive zone and it really showed in that overtime goal that he scored. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, and it was perfect because he didn't overcommit early, right? So he lost his man. He kind of snuck in there and he was in there right at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. And all, one, it was against the Bruins. So it was awesome. Two, the celebration. <laughs> but three, and I think it's exciting because we've seen, this wasn't a one-time thing. We've seen Gooley start to do this even at the kind of late stages of last season. Yeah. And more so this year, especially to start the, start the season where he was activating and players didn't know he was doing it. And, you know, he wasn't necessarily getting those passes, but lately he's been getting them. The team's kind of noticing that like, he's going to make yeah, that. He's open and they're trusting that like, this is a guy to, to put the puck on and absolutely, you know, and he's, it's, it's he's nice. proving it, you know, like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Give me the puck. If I have that shot, I'm going to take it, you know? He's just got yeah, such a great mind for it. It's nice to see that it's paying dividends for him, that he got rewarded. But it's not just limited to Caden Gooley, and I've noticed that as the years progressed, mm-hmm. Matheson does it all the time, right? He's always activating. He's scored a bunch of goals. Um, I think he got an OT winner actually recently too. Uh, Matheson? 
Yeah, I might be talking about out of my ass. It might have just been a game winner. But it was similar where he just um or no, was it the first? It might have been the first goal against the Bruins. Yeah. I can't sorry, it's kind of foggy to me. But it was the same thing. He walked up and got a pass and shelved it. And we see it with Barron a lot too. Harris and um Jack I have been starting to do it more. The Hobbs are expecting their D to activate into the offensive zone. And now that they're expecting it when they do it and they seem to be doing it far more frequently, like it happens often, it's been paying dividends. And I think that that is only going to help the Habs five on five offense. I don't think this team's going to keep something that much longer at five on five. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just think as a system to not just individual players, not just Baron Mathis and Gooley as individuals, but as a system, it's great to see that that's being implemented because that's what the successful teams in the National Hockey League do. Teams that win cups have mobile defensemen who are able to quarterback five-on-five five play as well as um, power play. Right. No, I agree. Um, it's good to see that that we're at a point where they they feel confident, like we can not lean on them, but we know that there there is – there is that opportunity there. Our defensemen um, can activate into it and have uh, have success. It's proving it, you know. Um, and I love I love seeing the team um, now utilizing that as a viable option for for offense. You know, um, we're no longer just kind of um, you know cycling the puck around. Um, everyone everyone on the ice has has an absolute cannon or or you know it can be put in a situation if there's something to move on they're not they're not hesitant they're not they'll take that shot it's it's a bit of it's not a puck hog move but everyone has confidence in their shot and it's really awesome to see right now you know um and it also makes it that much more like dangerous like you know the team has to pay respect to it in a you know not in a sense but they have to like you know, Arbor Jack guy, he's not just uh, a blue line guy. You know, if it gets to him, you have to make sure you're up on him. Same thing goes with Matheson. Uh, Barron, um, Harris, I don't, I haven't seen as much of it. Caden Gooley, uh, like you just said, phenomenal finisher the other day, just to, to bury, <laughs> to bury the Bruins. And then it immediately goes to Marshawn, just, just upset with himself, you know, um, it's just been really awesome to see this team start to 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 move in a in a direction that way. No, absolutely, like, I totally agree. Like true trust in in your defensive line as well. You know what the pairing. Yeah, and when it becomes a like a system standard and a system expectation, you're going to have young guys like Hudson, who is obviously going to thrive mm-hmm. on. Oh that. my god, dude! I heard he's doing great right but now with BU. Yeah, but it helps with just the development of the rest of the guys that you're bringing mm-hmm. up. This expectation it's going to leak down into the AHL. Guys, right. you're going to see that. They're going to know, and the, the coaches are going to tell them this is what they want. This is what Marty and his staff want. It's just good for the entire development of our D, which is already looking like it's going to be a promising future, but it's exciting, uh, to say the least. Um, but before we um, you know, move on from this and start talking about you know, some of the other topics on our agenda, I believe we do have a message from our friends at DraftKings. 
Absolutely. Uh, and, and it's actually about hockey. So <laughs> kudos to DraftKings. Thank you all so much. Uh, but yeah, it's a very simple one today. Uh, bet the action on the ice with DraftKings. And uh, let's pull up some some stats. I'm not going to talk about tonight's games, obviously. It's it's useless content. Uh, but let's see. NHL, pull up the app. Pretty easy app to use. Uh, let's go to more. Um, let's see more bets. There we go. Um, so let's say Tuesday, we got uh Vegas, Washington. We got, uh, Boston versus Buffalo, Pittsburgh, uh, Columbus, uh, Calgary versus, uh, Montreal, which we'll get to in a second. Dallas versus Arizona. How about Arizona winning? Was that seven to five the other night? Uh, they're, they're getting up there. Uh, New Jersey versus Winnipeg, two prominent teams right now doing good. Uh, Anaheim versus Nashville. Uh, the Lightning versus the Blues. And the Sharks versus the Panthers. Good Lord. Bless the Sharks. Um, anyway, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Uh, in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. That's sad. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. cdkng.com slash hockey. For eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gambling resources, NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Good Lord. Uh, Mason, we have another ad read by our friends over at Raycon. Uh, It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays. That's a fucking joke. Uh, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now? Before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals on th- of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before. Raycon uh, first made its name for themselves in the audio space with Products like the Everyday Earbuds, which is, you know, a godsend to me, uh, known for delivering high quality and thought thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five... Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. 
Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the, on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early this year, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to Black Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Mason, what have you been listening to? He's on the spot. Uh, He's on the spot. Maybe I've been listening to. Let me actually just check here. I can tell you. You're good. I'll tell you mine right now. Uh, I've been listening to Sanction. I don't know if you guys fuck with Drain. The new Drain album is sick. Um, it's got a cover of a Descendant song. Uh, Descendants are coming down here in a couple of months. I get to see them. Um, and I've been listening to Trivium. So that that'll be my three. You don't have to do three. You don't have to do three. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been listening to um a lot of Suicide Boys actually. They oh, yeah, a, you uh, like the kids from the West Bank? Yeah, no, they're like I don't know. Just, I've always liked Suicide Boys, but I've been back, back into it, and um, I don't know, like a lot of Suicide Boys lately. Baby Keem, but he's pretty like constant on my playlist a lot of mm-hmm. mac they're pretty constant i would say the only like resurgence has been suicide boys over the last month or so or that did you see the morgan wallen post malone uh country collaboration they did the other day did they release it oh uh, it was like something for like a um i thought it was more like an a, award show or something like that yeah uh, yeah i saw that oh. i did see that yeah, yeah. Uh, sick song. Uh, I was talking to my cousin the other day. Uh, I don't know when we're going to get a Post Malone's uh, 90s influenced uh, country album, but I'm sure it's it's coming. That kid is that kid could be in any in any genre and really crush it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, his it's cover like... of that fishing song back in the day was unreal. Unreal. Um. Anyway, let's get back to hockey, bro. Yeah, we were talking about um, the young D and the system kind of working out there, but um, I think we'd be criminal if we didn't end up here talking about um, the play of our first overall pick, who's looked absolutely, you know, hasn't been, oh, excuse me, hasn't been rewarded for it yet, but has looked absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, um, you know, even... uh... Even uh, St. Louis had mentioned, you know, um, I'm going to butcher it. I don't have the the quote pulled up, but it was um, someone, you know, some media, of course, was was uh, critiquing. Um, critiquing Slavkovsky about um, about, you know, uh, not scoring. And he was like, I don't I don't you know, uh, is he scoring? Not Not really. But is he playing bad? No, like he's. His game has been great as of late. Just because it's not, it's not showing up on the score sheet, doesn't mean that his play hasn't been fantastic. 
Um, he's really starting to find his game, and it's getting dangerous. He's playing the body a little bit too. Um, just really becoming comfortable out there, and that's where he's about to start getting dangerous. Yeah, and like he's had some high opportunity looks in games. He just hasn't been shooting the puck. Mm-hmm. He had like the last game, he had an unfortunate little bobble there. Yeah, and I mean, fuck, dude, Against, like uh, Vancouver, Vancouver. He's been unreal, Jesus. But you know these things happen, and like ten games ago, Slav wasn't getting those looks at all, right? So it's nice right. to see. Uh, and I mean, opportunities, and he's just got to work on making the most of them now. I know, you know, it sounds like it's copium. It's just like us spitballing here, but there is genuine progress being made, and I think it's it is exciting for us as house fans to see. Right. Um. I I would have loved to see uh Slaff a little bit longer on that first line, but this this newly formed uh line with uh, Caulfield, Dvorak, and Slavkovsky, I think it's I like just it more. I think it's just as potent for him um to to get. You know, to get that experience, I love it. Uh, it kind of, uh, it you know, Caul- Caulfield's gonna pull more attention his way, um, which which leaves an opportunity for Slavkovsky to really get out of that uh, pass first mentality. Because you know, I feel like the the ice is gonna gravitate towards Caulfield, which it'll go back to Dvorak then Slavkovsky, who it's almost as if they're like, you need to pull the trigger. This is the perfect opportunity to, um, you know. For some reason, no one's no one's res- no one's respecting him enough, and now he's going to get the opportunity to um, to prove to prove why, you know, we should, and uh, it's it's been paying off. He's been looking great, um, but moments like like you just talked about in the Vancouver game, we're going to start seeing a little bit more of that. Um, I think personally, just because of how um, how like you know, overshadowing they are on Caulfield and, and, and to Forak being a pretty phenomenal passer as well. He's going to be able to find Slavkovsky um, in, in great opportune chances close, close to the net. Um, I would like to see Slav um, start to, uh, how do I say it? Um, not only get chances like that, but it, but it allows him to get in, in some of that dirty, that dirty front end position too. Uh, big body block, you know, block up the goalie, get one of those nasty goals. You know, not, I'm not, I'm not saying like really destroy the body like Brendan Gallagher, but uh, he has a lot of up upturn advantage trying to catch something off of a, a Cole Caulfield uh, rebound, a loose puck in the net. He's really good um, at keeping the play alive as well. You know, uh, in a, in a chance where the play could be dead, he doesn't seem to give up too often. I'm starting to see that he's not, he's not looking around. It's not like airheadedness. He's um, he's seeing an opportunity and he's not giving up on it. Yeah. I, I kind of disagree with you on the whole, like you wish that they had that top line with Slav and Slav Caulfield and Suzuki had more chances to be honest. Well, that's I've before this was created, said, you know. Yeah, but I've said it for a while in that I don't think Caulfield and Suzuki are that great together five on five. No, I don't and, I don't agree to, you know. Yeah, I think that like this line of Dvorak and Caulfield and Slav has actually 
while they haven't produced as much, they've looked phenomenal together. Mm-hmm. And obviously the points and goals need to start coming and you hope I think it will, you know, games. but Dvorak has always been like Dvorak's kind of a weird player to assess because he's been injured for his entire um, existence with us, with abs, <laughs> just kind of his entire tenure in the NHL. But you go back last year and it was disappointing, but you go back to his previous two years where he was put shooting at like a 50, 40 point pace. He is capable of um, playing with good players and he has always been capable of it. We saw that in London when he won a championship with Matt Kachuk and Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. Like Christian Dorak has always been able to kind of mold his game to play with good players and he's once again molded his game around what best um what best what is like what be we the need best kind of situation for Caulfield and Slaff mm-hmm. because Caulfield and Slaff kind of I mean, if you I'm sure you've noticed they're always in on the boards and Dvorak's always hovering behind right. and he picks up the garbage and he keeps it in the zone and he lets them do their thing and he's always the first man back Slav has been good tracking back lately too, but Dvorak makes it so that Slav can ha- and Caulfield can have these opportunities. And right, I've really liked that line as a whole. I like um, the kind and of he's all he's also got that very dangerous shot that we saw in the um, uh, was it the Blues game? Yeah, where, I think it was like that. His first game back where he scored that goal. Yeah, unreal. So it's like he's he's dangerous as well you know like in in that aspect like um i feel like he's you know it's unfortunate we haven't seen much of him but uh definitely a guy you can just kind of slot in and um it works no absolutely um but more to slap individually um one thing i've noticed that's kind of gone i think will go under the radar is his play on the boards has been phenomenal. He's been using his size. It was against the um, Bruins, I think, or was it the Canucks? I can't. Um, the games are mulling together for me. Where he was like knocking multiple guys down, running. I think it was down. the Vancouver game that he was a little bit more assertive. I didn't see the game, but, but through the highlights, he was games. kind of. He's been, yeah, he's been very physical in all the games he's been on that line. But in that, it was one play in particular where he's knocking a bunch of guys down. Mm-hmm. But he's winning those battles on the half boards and he's winning and able to use his stick in tight which we saw often he wasn't and he's using his reach to his advantage and it's slowly coming together he's he's you gotta understand he's 19 year old kid he's still growing into his body and he's kind of learning how to use his body as an advantage Mm -hmm. and that's what i've that's the biggest thing i've noticed is that he's really winning those board battles and keeping play alive in the offensive zone for that line. They've had a lot of extended offensive zone uh, possession. That's true. That's true. And it's like, uh, I guess to piggyback on it, it's Dvorak and Slavkovsky um, seeing a play like dissolving and then giving that extra effort and keeping it alive that much longer. Does it turn into anything? It hasn't so far, you know, that that line, like especially Caulfield just really needs to, to find his game uh, on five on five, but these guys are extending the play and that's where we're going to see 
these advantages take off because, you know, the defense is, is either tired or they're, you know, everyone's moving into the neutral zone. And we've got these two, you know, powerful guys, uh, you know, Slavkowski really learning how to how to put his weight out there and 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 be comfortable playing at, at this at this level. Um, and then, as you were saying, with with utilizing the stick better, uh, these guys are keeping the play uh, alive a lot longer and it's tiring out the opponent a lot more. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I've been really, um, I'm really happy with that line as a whole and kind of just to wrap things up here, just briefly won't go into too much depth. Um, I don't know if you heard Sam Montembeau contract discussions are underway, not just, uh, not just confirmed by Friedman, like Montembeau himself answered questions. Okay. So um, I'll just end it off with asking you what you think that, what do you think that contract to look like? Hmm. Um wow. Um I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, I want to pull up. What do you know off the top of your head how old Sam Montembo is? Uh like 26. Okay, not bad. 26. I'd say you can see him at like a 3-year deal. Um which I think is honestly Sorry, he's 27. He's 27. Okay, yeah, 27. Three-year deal puts him at 30. Um, I'd say oof. Two five to three. Yeah, goalie contracts are kind of hard. I don't think that's a bad idea. I'm honestly thinking it could be longer term, like a five-year deal. Five-year deal, um, close to close to that number, though. Just because I don't see in the hab system anyone that is an immediate like it's this is sacrilege yeah, you, you need it's not been an issue for habs the habs organization for a while but there's no heir to the throne right. i do think that habs genuinely believe monty can be that guy so i wouldn't be surprised if he gets like a five-year 3.5 million dollar contract okay but that being said too though you 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 sign him to this deal and he keeps performing if if you know management sees this as an opportunity to move to move on you know uh cuz we still are in a position to to you know acquire assets um this guy has held his own you know um look what he's look what he's capable of last season look what he's been doing uh a little bit now that he's starting to, he's starting to get it you know getting a you know season form um a lot of goaltending uh, right now is going is going kind of sour. Wouldn't be a bad guy to pick up that's already that's already got a little bit of term, great pay. You know, there's either way they're going to set themselves up with success. The kids got it. Like you said, uh, when it comes to fantasy, Jake Allen and Sam Montembeau have like some of the best uh, uh, shot versus percentages out there, um, which is which is awesome. Um, and if if we keep them, awesome. If we don't, I'm sure we can get something very nice for him. I'd like to see Sam Montembeau stick around. Um, I don't like Corey. I don't even think it's worth okay. having the discussion of Montembeau leaving because of this con. Like they're not gonna. It's clear to me that Jake so Allen if, is guy. If they're gonna trade okay. anyone, it's going to be Allen or Primo. Which is I which think. is fair about the. 
like last year. Like, you know, uh, it, it could have been either or. I think Sam Montebo, just just based off of years, um, he's he's the better candidate. He's he's going to have a longer tenure. If, Jake, if Allen will be, Jake Allen will either be in the last couple seasons of his career or retired by the time the Habs are ready to win a cup. That's true. And That's true. That. Allen, Allen has never once... Allen's been the best, dude. Indicated it, that he doesn't know exactly what his what his is. role is. Yep, and that's why he's like so beloved here. You know, he's like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Um, final final thing. Uh, got to give Primo his flowers. What game was that? Uh, against Detroit. Um, his dad played there for a long time. They put him in. He he looked really good. He had that. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a, a blunder on, on his part. Um, with that. I think it was the second goal went in above his um, right shoulder, but that was Suzuki's. Um, he kind of threw it in right to whoever scored that goal. Um, but Caden Primo looked really good in that game. Yeah, I had a good to, game. Uh, I have to say that. Yep, had a good game. But anyway, yeah. So you're saying Monty at three years, three mil. I'm saying Monty five years, three point five. I have a feeling by the next episode, we're probably going to have the answer to that question. See who I would love closest. that. So without further ado, thank you guys once again for stopping by. Listening to another episode of Habs Night on the Hockey Podcast Network. We appreciate all the support and uh, we'll get back to you guys soon. See ya. Thank y'all. Long live Brendan Gallagher. <laughs> You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from.